Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is September 25th. we got Monday Night Raw to talk about and Invasion to talk about. If you all haven't, visit Fightful.com. Uh, we have been in the news quite a bit lately over this evolved situation, which myself and Jimmy Van will talk about much more on Wednesday's List and Your Boy podcast, our flagship. Uh, head over to the Fightful.com forums. We are running a contest right now for a Ric Flair Defining Moments action figure. Head over to the boxing open discussion where I accidentally put the contest thread. Just write entered after you have submitted a topic. And that's all it takes. Free login, free sign up, all that good stuff. Uh, of course, Fightful.com bringing you the latest in pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing news, results, photos, videos, podcasts, events. If you want to know what's on an upcoming event, uh, event, head over to Fightful.com. We have a great section over there. Tons of exclusives. We've interviewed everyone from the likes of CM Punk to Daniel Cormier to Booker T to uh, Chael Sonnen, really everybody, anybody who is anybody in pro wrestling. I'll tell you who everybody who is anybody is. That's Alex Pawlowski, associate editor of Fightful.com. How are you? Uh, I am just dandy. That was the greatest ending to Raw that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this Raw, a loaded Raw, plumb to the brim. Yeah. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, even The Rock, they Hulk were all Hogan. There. The, none of those people were there. It was none amazing of them were there. Because, you know, they obviously pulled out all the stops to go up against the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys on Monday Night Football. What with all the controversy and the nah, 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 and nah, 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 don't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not tonight. But there was, I don't want to say controversy. There was some stuff that happened. I feel like I should wait until later when, when all the peoples get into the, the chat. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guys, comment. Go crazy on the chat. Comment your asses off. We want as much interaction as possible. Tell us what you think of each of these segments as we talk through them on YouTube. 
And of course, at any time, you can head over to the Fightful.com forum. That's where we really like to interact with you guys about anything. Pro wrestling, MMA, auto racing. Hit me with some auto racing if you want. Soccer, doesn't matter. We've got a thread for that too. Video games, hell yeah. But this Monday Night Raw was kind of, well, it was prefaced by a bit of an invasion. Now, it was Marty Skrull, Nick and Matt Jackson, Hangman Adam Page, and the newly signed to Ring of Honor, Cody Rhodes. I expressed how much I enjoy Cody Rhodes as a character. I won't pretend like like I'm doing backflips over his matches all the time. I mean, I've... You know, I don't remember the last bad Cody Rhodes match I've seen. I'll say that. But as a character, I think he's one of the best in the entire world. But Bullet Club, who are often called NWO DX ripoffs, did sort of a DX ripoff thing tonight, Alex. Well, yeah, but it's a it's a, not a ripoff if it's intentional. Like if you are well, I mean, knowingly like paying homage to it, I feel like that's, that's the cool. thing. And that's one of the things I think a lot of people don't get about the Young Bucks. And I hate to explain it because it ruins any semblance of charm right. that the gimmick has. Like when people started to call them indie ripoffs and said, all they do is super kicks in their matches. Well, they really stepped on the accelerator and <laughs> tried to be the stereotype. They tried to perpetuate the indie stereotype yep. and did a bunch of super kicks in their matches, like more than even before. Right. So, yeah, they showed up. They they spoke into a loudspeaker. There are some photos up. It's actually our, our thumbnail uh, on the Fightful.com podcast page over at Fightful.com. But what do you think about them doing this? Like, I, I discussed with somebody this weekend who said that they maybe Ring of Honor is a little too heavy on this Bullet Club booking, and I'm just thinking, man, it's working. Like, every single shirt that they put out sells like crazy. Who would have thought years ago that Bullet Club would be bigger than ever financially yeah. right now without an AJ Styles, without a Finn Balor, without Anderson or Gallows? Yeah. Like they are bigger now than they ever ever have been before financially. Yeah, uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved everything about it. Um, I think these guys are great. The Elite, being the Elite series on YouTube is always amazing. There's a great one in the newest episode. It's gotten so popular that, Alex, I straight up told you last week, I said, yeah. anytime they post one, run it on the site separately. Like, people, yep. people love it. People love it. Um, there's a great scene in there where Adam Hangman Page, who apparently had been taken hostage, and one of the worst things they did to torture him was they made me watch all of 205 Live, and everyone freaked out. Like, Cody Rhodes started pounding on lockers, were just so angry. It was great. Uh, I love these guys. Um, one of the Jacksons, the Jackson boys is out there with his megaphone saying, Carl Anderson, if you can hear me in there, come outside. We're here to rescue you. Luke Gallows, are you in there? Your friends are here for you. Like, that's great. That's great stuff. Love it. Now, WWE is always, you know, Vince, he's always in the don't punch down type of thing. You don't acknowledge number two, and Ring of Honor is – Far and away, number two in America. Like, I don't even know how you could consider Impact a number two in that regard. But, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, hey, if they're there, why not? Because it, it doesn't hurt their profile at all. Also, I'll put this over again. The fact that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega on their own made the elite 
mm-hmm. a thing separate of New Japan, separate of Ring of Honor. And New Japan tried to get them. They said not necessarily to sell it, just to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, I think we'll hold on to this. But yeah, that was that got some heavy play on tonight's show. It, it really, or not tonight's show, but the the talk of tonight's show. Right, right. That was all over the place, all over the place. So uh, nice to see that little bit of buzz going on. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think that Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor was anything special, but we'll see. Uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor, they're almost one these days. Yeah. And yeah. they have they, they are. pro wrestling coming up. They are. They're, they are almost one. I think they will be by this time next year, basically. And that's when Daniel Bryan is going to join them. And then we will yeah. see a true competitor worldwide to the WWE. Like not, they're not going to be that, not, not be that level, but they'll absolutely be the second tier. Like you can say WWE is here and then underneath it is going to be that other thing, which is, you know, whatever they're going to call it, but it's, I think they can be a little bit below where TNA was at one time. That's what I think yeah. they can be is where it isn't, you know, they ain't competing or anything, but right. It's a, good, well, it's a hell you, of an alternative. It already is a good alternative. Right. If you look at what Cody Rhodes has been able to do outside of the WWE, where he was as Stardust before he jumped ship, and now where he is, you think there's a bunch of guys in WWE who are looking at that and going, I wonder what I could do in New Japan. You know what I mean? And there are guys who, you know, who might make, be willing to make that jump um, when their contract is up. And, you know, yeah. that, that only increases the uh, popularity of that other league. We do have WWE Raw to talk about tonight. Of course, I post my uh, match ratings, analysis, things like that the morning after Raw, SmackDown, WWE pay-per-views. I did it for Ring of Honor uh, this weekend, too. We started off with The Miz on Miz TV. And because they're in Southern California, he says that he's going to drive home tonight and hang out with his wife. And then he tells Maurice to keep the champagne on ice. Mm-hmm. I sure hope Maurice isn't drinking champagne right now. No, like they say that it's not harmful if you have like a sip or two of I something it's like, like wine that. or something. I don't know. I don't right, drink right. alcohol. No, champagne is sparkling white wine. But I think he means for himself. You know, not necessarily for her, but that you know when he comes home, she'll pop the cork and feed him strawberries in bed or something. I don't know. Um, but I love The Miz. I love what he's doing. Um, I, this was the first time of several times during the night that they referred to Ontario, California as Southern California because with a population of 173,000, that's a tiny village to Vince McMahon, and WWE doesn't run TV in tiny villages. Well, that so, maybe maybe it's a little bit confusing, Ontario, you know? It could be. It could be. Reigns comes out. Says that he respects Cena, calls it his biggest win ever. <laughs> he tells the Miz Taraj to get him a beverage, and I think it's hilarious that the Miz like felt the need to be like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't go get him the beverage. There's well, some really good. Either, back- go ahead, sorry. No, it was either that or or he was holding Bo back because Bo was about to, to f up some Roman Reigns if mm-hmm. if Miz was like, no, 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 he's not worth it. Like, I thought that was good. Um, I, I, these guys are great. These guys are great together, all three of those boys. Some good back and forth. Rain stumbles on occasion, but, I mean, I think it's a still a good promo. 
Reigns is a guy willing to fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. I think fits because I look at him and I'm like, okay, if he I can buy, he's the kind of dude that would just be down to fight somebody. Miz makes a bunch of excuses about why he can't, but too bad, so sad. Kurt Angle makes the match. He also makes Jason Jordan and uh, Matt Hardy against the Miz Tourage. Now, Alex, this wasn't like a terrible match or anything, but I don't like. How am I supposed to care about the Miz Tourage as a team? They don't win anything. Not, um, not yet. You're not through the course of. <laughs> Through the course of the evening, you're supposed to by the end. Um, it would have been nice to see them pick up the win here, even even if through some kind of fluke. Um, you know, as we've seen, Jason Jordan leaves himself wide open to being punched in the face through the ropes in all of his matches, and it wouldn't have hurt him to have that happen again because that's what he is now. Um, the fact that he that they could have easily had him get the pinfall and look good, but they gave it to Matt, so. They weren't, it wasn't about making Jason Jordan giving him a recovery from last night. Um, although he looked good in this match, and that was fine. Um, I thought it was interesting that they just kind of like slipped on by the whole, uh, yeah, Jeff's shoulder's kind of messed up, but his brother Matt's okay, so he's going to fight you. And then Jeff came out anyway. And I was just like, God, why not? He's in the building, I guess so. Um, yeah, the, the, the mistrage, considering the angle they're, they're pushing towards, it would have been nice to see them pick up the win in this throwaway tag team match. Well, I, I don't know. I, it's it's hard. They they got a lot of rehabbing to do, and I don't think they really care to do it. I think they're just there to be the cronies. But uh, Jeff Hardy sold his shoulder during the entrance. I thought it was really smart of them to blame the shoulder injury on the Tower of Doom. Sure. Even though that's definitely not when it happened. It's been hurt for months, yeah. but... Uh, as reported by Ryan Satin this weekend, he, he's been battling through it for we or for months, and now he's got to have surgery. But smart to take a look at the Tower of Doom and say, even the guy given it, he, you right. can get hurt doing that. So I thought that was very smart. Uh, I thought it was funny that Jordan and Hardy almost had matching gear for this. <laughs> yes, I did too. I thought it was interesting. I was like, well, Matt needs a new tag team partner for a few months. Yeah. Ideally, who would it be? Who 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 is there on the on the roster that had, doesn't have a damn thing to do? You know, he could he could join Titus Worldwide for a few months. Here's the thing: Matt Hardy is absolutely talented enough to just float through the roster and and teaming with people, having random one on one matches. I would love to see a Matt Hardy versus Goldust match. We'll talk about that later, about how Goldust can have matches with whoever he wants, whenever he wants. Sounds like a great match for WWE main event. Sure. And that's the whole thing is that that when when Matt Hardy isn't, um, you know, a part of a main storyline on Raw, maybe that gets a few more eyeballs on your little Hulu show, if you care about that at all. But it also might get people into the building a little earlier. I don't know. But – um. I think Matt Matt Hardy can make anything entertaining. Um, it would be interesting because they were talking. I think Jeff Jeff Hardy said in the interview with WWE.com that uh, he doesn't plan on leaving. Like one, he he may not be able to wrestle, but even after the surgery, he wants to be around. And he says that's a lot of crazy ideas we have. And I'm like, well, 
there's no better time than to bring back Itchweed or whatever you want to do with him and all of his crazy Willow or any of his crazy uh, TNA characters um, that he might be able to get the rights to as everything crashes and burns over there. So this match happened. Jordan and Hardy won. All it also happened was Elias versus Apollo Crews. They had a turdy match with no heat last night, so they run it back. But this one fortunately did get a little more heat. Apollo got some more offense and subsequently got over a little bit more. Uh, the crowd was chanting for him. Oh, the funniest – well, not the funniest thing on the show, but Elias just laying outside while Titus dances and kicks Titus in the knee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, he just, he just stretched and just booted him right in the knee and Titus right collapsed like he had mm-hmm. been shot in, mm-hmm. in the patella. Yeah, that was good. It was really good. Very good. Um, Elias wins. Titus beats Elias's ass after this match. Yep. Here's Anything? the thing. No, no, there's the thing. Um, I go, ooh, this is cool. I could get behind a Titus Worldwide versus Elias and blank question mark feud because they've misused so many people and and nerfed so many others that I'm like, well, who is there for him to team with against Apollo Crews and Titus? Like, just some random person who couldn't po- – like. I guess Dash Wilder's on main event every week, losing to Rhino and or Heath Slater. Maybe he could hang out with Elias, and then when Scott Dawson comes back, they could all be a trio. They could be they could be fun together. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But I mean, you have, have to teach them how to play instruments too. Um, <laughs> I don't want them to be cronies though, and that's what WWE does a lot. They make the tag team the cronies that end up getting right. beat and stuff right. like that. I don't want that to happen with the revival because I would really, really love to watch a revival Rollins Ambrose match. That would be on yeah. fire. Yeah, fire. Backstage crappings. Finn Balor says he's going after the Universal Title. I'll say this. That ain't happening right now. Nope. Nope. Enzo backstage. He wants he wants a championship celebration, and Angle finally gives in. Angle then says, <laughs> Kurt Angle then says, can I give you some advice as a former champion? And Enzo goes, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it was great. It was great. This Listen. is phenomenal. Yep. No, it's it's it absolutely works. It absolutely works. This is because, up there with the two office chair throws from Braun Strowman for like hardest that I've laughed at wrestling on Raw this year. I I I, I will admit to chuckling. Um, Enzo, all it takes to be to go from Enzo babyface to Enzo heel is the slightest of adjustments, and yeah. because he's just a dick all the time. And if, if he just becomes – there's a little darker edge to it, a little bit more disrespect for the people that we like, then all of a sudden now you're a heel. And right now look, look, at, look at Enzo, look at a Samoa Joe, a Braun Strowman, even a John Cena, a Roman Reigns, and a Brock Lesnar. Depending on what crowd they're in front of and what right. week it is, yeah. you don't know if they're going to get cheered or booed. And I – 
hey, I like that. If they're they're going to do it, let people let people do that. Let characters advance in that manner. Sure. Later on, Goldust is pissy with Finn Balor because he basically he kind of used him in a promo, and it it ends in Finn Balor apologizing. Then Goldust just knocks the shit out of him. All while some dude in the background just keeps doing his job. Like, he didn't even look up, Alex. Nope. This guy was just reading his clipboard like, ah, this again. Yeah, no, this this is like, he's like, this is my job. Like, you know how if you work in an office with a bunch of cubicles, like four cubicles down, there's that one lady who just will not stop talking way too loud on the phone. It's just something you've got to deal with, and eventually you just tune it out. And for this guy, that's just, you know, backstage brawls. It's just something that happens, occupational hazard. Kyler James says the revival could be Elias's bouncers. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, I wanted to uh, definitely say that my thoughts are with our lead boxing writer, Carlos Toro. You know, he was, he's been in Puerto Rico for much of these, much of the storms and everything that's went down and he was very fortunate to get out. Also a friend of the site, WWE demon diva. She was there during all of it and fortunately is unharmed, but wanted to uh, remember to definitely let those, let them know that uh, they're in our thoughts backstage. Sasha and Bailey tease a little dissension. We'll talk about that later. Next segment I titled Kurt Hawkins kind of dies. He makes an open challenge. It's Braun Strowman. I mean, you had to know that this type of thing was coming with Braun after after he got beat last night. And I'm, it's still 24 hours removed. I don't know why Braun Strowman isn't WWE champion. Yep. I don't know. To me, it's it, to me, it's almost like the Jinder Mahal thing on SmackDown, only not nearly as bad. Right. They're compromising the quality of a program because of some different goal, and their goal is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And if you yep. want to do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, that's sure that's fine. That's fine. You don't really need a championship on that. It's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. No, I mean they, people are going to pretend they don't like it, but they're going to watch it probably. They need a championship in that match. They 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 need it. We don't. They do. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Brock has to be the champion for every day between now and WrestleMania. He could have lost it last night and won it back at the Royal Rumble, the same night that Reigns wins the Rumble again to a chorus of boos because you know they'll wind up doing that. But all I'm saying is there's easy ways for them to get the title back on Brock in time for there to be a title. I mean, you can... Braun Strowman will always hate Roman Reigns. Always. Always. I would have had Braun Strowman win the match and Roman Reigns goads him into defending it in a Royal Rumble match like Roman Reigns had to do. Mm-hmm. And then sure. Brock Lesnar wins that match. Brock Lesnar shows up, number 30, eliminates a bunch of douchebags. He gets the title. You can go with Reigns and Strowman, whatever you do. There are ways to do that without sacrificing your October, November, December. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Kurt goes through the damn video boards. He gone. Yeah, no, he's he's in in, in a bad way. Um, I tweeted out a picture of his back that they posted to their official Instagram. 
Uh, th that is the definition of the phrase. That's going to leave a mark. He's tore up. Uh, I, I also tweeted out, man, I hope Kurt got a hazard paper tonight. Because cause somebody was getting their ass whipped by mad Braun Strowman. And Kurt got the short straw. And uh, it was great. Like when, when, when Braun's music hit, I did not think it was going to be him. I don't know who I thought it was going to be. But when it was like, this is perfection. Especially when Braun chased him down like he was a defensive back running down a tight end. Like he was so much faster than Kurt Hawkins in that little thing running around the, in the crowd. Uh, puts him through a table. That's good. Braun gets over by destroying furniture and also heaving dudes around the stage. Everything he needed to do, uh, which led to him to the ring, giving one of his, I want more competition monologues, which will never get old with me. Uh, and that brings out the one dude crazy enough to answer the bell. Strowman makes a bit of an open challenge of his own. I just want to say Kurt Hawkins is really good here. Like his, yeah. his expression of just like, I didn't know that was an option type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had not planned for this eventuality. I didn't even know that he knew who I was type of look <laughs> on his face. And the fact that Braun Strowman caught him and the, the bump onto the, the stage was really good too. You know, there are, there are those people that are going to be like, you know, Kurt Hawkins, he never wins. I bet he's regretting. No, man, he's doing his job every week, and now he's 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 – there are roles. Everybody has a role, and right now Kurt Hawkins is doing his role, his job, really, really well. WWE released a video today celebrating his defeated streak. <clears throat> like it was all like with sad music, and it's like it's perfect. And this is like the whole thing is it's it's one thing if you're the guy who comes out and you think you've got a chance to win every week, like what gender was for a year. But Kurt Hawkins comes out, his gimmick is this, he's the guy who loses. That's a different thing to me than the guy who thinks he's got a chance. So uh yeah, and to me, the what's the worst that can happen? He loses his job, and then he go. He, he had a lot of indie bookings before. He had a lot of indie bookings before. If Kurt Hawkins gets fired tomorrow, he goes on a losing streak on the indies, putting yeah. over any local schlub. Yeah, and that's he's going to get the bookings off of that too. Like yeah. he, he could be in a far worse situation. So uh, shout out to him for just doing a good job and making Braun look like a million bucks. Which honestly. You know, Braun's told to slam anybody through video boards. We're going to say that they made Braun look like a million bucks. But he took it like a champ. Dean Ambrose answers Braun Strowman's challenge and hilariously grimaces at the aftermath <laughs> of that situation. I thought this match was better than, better than uh, Lesnar versus Strowman and better than Lesnar versus Ambrose. Yes. No, this, this match, I was watching it. Yes or no, Alex? You said both. No, 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 no. I said yes. It was better ah. than both of them. You're doing it again. It was better than both of them. Okay. Um. So what? When I was watching this, going, I don't know how I stayed mad at you for all those months you were feuding with Ms. Ambrose. 
why weren't you this person during those months? Because this guy, I love. This Ambrose, the guy who's like, well, might as well. You know, like, he's just, he's the guy who's just nutty enough to say, Braun Strowman open challenge? Sure, why not? I wasn't doing anything else tonight. And he goes out there and he bumps his ass off and sells like crazy. It's magic. Him with it versus Braun was everything we all kind of hoped that him versus Brock was going to be. And it just wasn't. Like, they could, they could easily do a Ambrose versus Braun feud that could last several months leading up to a major pay-per-view. And the match, the match could be great because, because Braun also took some great bumps. That DDT on the outside was sick. All this stuff that like, that was this, that was one of my favorite Braun Strowman spots of all time was yeah. him catching Dean Ambrose's suicide dive, his real slow suicide dive, and then those two having the ability to turn that into a tornado DDT. Ambrose's selling was really good too. Ambrose selling for Braun Strowman like that in this match was good. When John Cena does that in a Roman Reigns match, I think it means something way different. Yeah. Um, this, the, yeah, the, Dean, Dean was great. There's one point where he was wobbly already and just decided to slap Braun Strowman and then just fell down because he couldn't yeah. stand anymore. It's great stuff. It's comedic genius. Like, this is stuff that, that, that Dean is great at. And um, after the match... His his backstage stuff with with Seth, I mean, where he was like, "No, nah, I was fine. I mean, I probably shouldn't have." Yeah, in hindsight, fighting Braun was probably a bad idea. Like that self awareness of Dean yes. after the fact, gold, gold. Um, so yeah, I'm, there, I'm there were a lot of people who were upset that Ambrose got that much offense. I didn't think he got that much. He didn't. Like he, the match lasted a little while, and people were upset about that. And I'm like, okay, outside of Reigns and Lesnar, and last week against Cena, he hasn't really wrestled a whole lot of people, and uh, like on that level, that upper level. I mean, this guy's a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, United States Intercontinental Tag Team Champion. He should get some offense. Yeah, no, this was this was exactly what it needed to be, um, and I'm looking forward to whatever whatever they're doing with um, Seth next week. Um, the, the, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm down for a handicap match, you know what I mean? Like th- throw something together, make make it fun, you know. The, the, you have this, you know, until last night, this unstoppable force that could not be put down by anything. Um, not even you know getting run into with, when he's inside an ambulance or whatever into a truck, that was enough to put him down. So him against the tag champs might be a fair fight. That'd be a lot of fun. Do yeah. something, something cool. Up next, Alexa and Mickey James. I've been told this segment hasn't been uploaded to YouTube yet, which is curious. Hmm. Here are the two questions. Is Mickey James old? Well, That's one. Is she's... She's older than Alexa Bliss by quite a lot. And where do you stand on small boob jokes? Uh, I mean, I, I was—I never really thought of Alexa Bliss as having small boobs. So, this is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess it was like, what I stand on is inaccurate. I mean, listen, I'm an, I'm an old man. In, in 10 minutes, I'm going to turn 38. I'm, I'm married. You, you, I'm married I was, I was saving it for the moment. but, but. What I'm saying is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not the dude who's like, ooh, women's wrestlers. Let me look at their bubes. I'm not, I'm not that dude. I don't spell. Did you just say that? I did. I, I said it the way that they write it. B oh, oh, I thought you said. I thought you said pubes. No, pubes. B e w b z. Oh, I thought you were about ready to write Billy Kidman's theme or something. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> no, so uh, this was fun, but it, it was. It did seem kind of like oh, Mickey James showing she can hang with the young kids by having a high school argument about yeah that was bad and a lot of people i see that a lot too sorry to use the term a lot of people a lot of times but like well they're getting catty and it did come off that way yeah it doesn't always come off that way but it, it did here it seemed really like just mickey being pissed that alexa thinks she's old works for me but here was the thing this entire feud <laughs> is based on the fact that Mickey didn't exist last night. Nope. <laughs> no, Mickey was such an afterthought that she wasn't even included in that yeah. match. Yeah. Um, this is the thing, is that Alexa Bliss just won a match that included her top four contenders. So after that match, she's going to enter into a match, a, a feud against her fifth contender? And that's somehow a better thing for her to do one-on-one than any of the four that she just had a match with last night. Um, I'll listen, Mickey James is great. She does, she's doing a great job. Um, but it was when she came out, I was like, oh, yay. Hey, Mickey James, you're still here. Because they don't use her. And they could have, and they could have easily done, but they didn't. Um, and so it kind of cheapens her. Is a thing for when she comes out. I'm supposed to like I'm supposed to take you seriously now, but she does have a lot of you know she's incredibly well decorated, um, and so yeah, my favorite thing about this whole time was the MySpace joke. That was my favorite. That was a good uh, one. reference. I liked it. I mean, Alexa is a catty character. That's kind of her thing. Alexa's so. great. She's yeah. great. She's a GIF machine. All of these things that she does with her face, all these reactions are just stellar. Yeah. Seth Rollins defeated Sheamus. I thought this was 
probably the best match of the show. Uh, Sheamus caught Rollins with a nice Irish curse off of a springboard. I like the little addition of an elbow pad from Rollins. Like little things like that, just switching up little things goes a long way. Uh, Rollins won. They went through their signature spots in the short amount of time they had. Enjoyable, but short. It looks to me like they're going to go towards maybe Shield and Sheamus, Cesaro, Braun, maybe, if that if that happens, with the Miztourage being factored in somehow along the way. The, the, also, there's another thing. I forgot to talk about it, the Alexa thing, but Cesaro... We find out today that he didn't lose his teeth. No. They're still there. Mm-hmm. They were pushed four millimeters inside of his face, in his yeah. gums. Danielle Ortiz, who has covered Raw for us in the past, she covers Total Divas, Total Bellas, Lucha Underground, said that it was kind of mind-boggling to her uh, like that four millimeters went in there. Mm-hmm. Now, she uh, does some dental work. She does some work in dental she said it was kind of uh, weird or kind of a little much to think of. That's and four millimeters. Like when you think about it, you're like, yeah, it's not too bad. Pushed in your skull though. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, your, your teeth, when you get them, they grow out of your skull. Yeah. Um, and, and they're lucky. not, they're not supposed to go back in. They can <laughs> come out eventually when you're old and they fall out. Well, they're not supposed to go back in. That's not where teeth go. So the fact that that's what happened, it's almost, yes. I mean, to me, like, is that, I don't know, is that better or worse than having your teeth just break off? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. But um, I don't want to find, find out what's the worst pain of those things. I know that um, if that were to happen to, to me in any kind of, I would have been like, I'm out. Bye, everybody. I'm done. I'm sitting in like like there's no way that, that that you could get me to wrestle the rest of a match like that. Cesaro is an all-time tough guy now. Uh if he wasn't before, yes. he is now. Uh that's nuts. The the, the <laughs> teeth push back into his skull and he's like, "I'm good. Let's keep going." Um although it was very interesting in the press release from the WWE, they did see Got his teeth kicked in, hmm. and that was the that was the spot they kept on going back to of, of Seth Rollins kicking him in the face. Was like, but that's not when it happened. Stupid, stupid. Like, well, just, like the Tower of Doom, I think you give some more credibility to the catapult spot by yeah. doing. No, but I think they're going to say like, oh, Seth Rollins kicked him in the face, and he his teeth got pushed in. Like, nah. please don't do that. I would be, yeah, I'd be doing our viewers a disservice if we didn't talk about this, Alex. Is Mickey James going to wear the flappy pants again? Like she didn't have them tonight. That's the concern. Uh, That's the yeah. issue yeah. regarding tonight's RAW. Well, I know you missed them. You're you're a flappy flip flopper. I want them back. Yeah, you you missed the, you, you 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 were so angry at them for so long. And now they've been taken from you. You realize your mistake and your error. Alexa Bliss should have clowned her for that. <laughs> You're old. Look at your pants. You wear um, flares. Yeah, but 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 she wasn't at the time. Uh, this 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 goes to a, a new thing they have now, where um, the women, if they're not wrestling that night, can come out wearing their civvies. 
They did it with Nia Jax a few weeks ago, and this is fine. I'm cool with it. I don't I don't need them to see it and see them in their gear. I don't need to see they them in leather it. and flappy pants. Don't need no. it, man. Yeah. Like sometimes I wonder what their casual wear would be, like any wrestler, like right. Like who's the wrestler that wears like the MMA elite shirt from two thousand nine that they sold right. at Walmart for a while that Rampage Jackson was pushing? Who's probably who's, Ellsworth? Who's the guy who's the uh, the Mick Foley of today that carries around everything in a trash bag and never washes it? Who's that guy? Uh, I need uh, probably. I need to see a um a ride along with that guy. Yes. Like, was they load up all of their designer uh, luggage into the back of an SUV to some guy with just a trash bag? Flies come out of it. Roman Reigns defeated The Miz. This match, not really that eventful. Um, Reigns selling the back, as he mentioned, was sore earlier. Those corner clotheslines that I trash all the time, like, maybe it's time for them to just have him stop doing them instead of overproducing it and cutting. Mm. Like, he does eight or nine, ten of them, and they have to do, like, seven camera cuts. It's probably a pretty good indication that they, they do that with Naomi's move, too. Mm-hmm. Naomi's yeah. kicks. Uh, I am convinced Elias will never finish a song. Miz will never finish his yes kicks. Nope. It's a bummer. Reigns beats up the Miz Taraj, hits a spear, gets a win, gets a good reaction for what I thought was an underwhelming match. But then the Miz Taraj just beat his ass. Real proper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go back for seconds. Yeah, they, they went up the ramp after beating him down with with and finishing off with a skull-crushing finale. Went up the ramp, turn around, go back, beat him down some more, skull-crushing finale onto a steel chair. And the whole time I'm, like, waiting for Seth Rollins' music to hit or Dean Ambrose's music to hit. And I'm like, I guess they're just they're teasing us with that. A tease in us. Um, if the Shield are to reunite for TLC, please don't let it be against the Miztourage. Because there's no way you're going to get... Even after tonight, and they tried really hard to make the, the Miztourage be formidable because they beat down Roman Reigns, who never gets beat down by anybody unless they've decided that tonight's the night he gets beat down by somebody um, with steel chairs and they just you correct him... Uh, and um, I still don't think the Mr. Raj could possibly stand a chance against the Shield because you've also told <laughs> us that the Shield is the most formidable force I, in the history of pro wrestling. I don't think the Mr. Raj would stand a chance three on one against Roman. Right, right. So, so that's my hope is that what you said before, they can figure out a way to like get Braun and Sheamus and Cesaro together or something like that to make that the, the six man tag. Uh, because I certainly do not believe that the Miz-Saraj needs to be anywhere near that. Um, yeah, they were really milking that that tease of the shield. So, there you go. Finn Balor defeated Goldust. I thought this was a pretty fun match, too. What I want to know, is this a man-to-not-man match? Since last night was a man-to-man match. Right. But Finn Balor is a man right now, but Goldust is wearing his paint, so he's not a man, so it's man-to-not-man. Right, so it's man-to-gold. It's man uh, it's, no, come on. That's too. I don't know. No, I don't know what it is. Uh, I do know that I'm already tired of the extraordinary Finn Balor, an extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. Mm. That's dumb. 
it was dumb whoever thought of it when it came Bad out of idea. your mouth the first time. That was dumb. Whoever signed off on it, dumb. Using it like eight times tonight, extra dumb. Stop it. He doesn't like need often, his name. Like I often think about this and I wonder if it's if it's Vince or Kevin Dunn or whoever it is that, that specifically goes to somebody. Goes like you know, they do it in a meeting or they send the memo. Hey, we need you to say WrestleMania caliber 50 times. 50 times. Otherwise, you're in some you're in some trouble. Fifty times soft. Yeah. Seventy-five times is what we'd really like you to get, but at least fifty. Uh, Gold Dust keeps getting better in the ring, and it's kind of unbelievable. Uh, Finn Balor's had a string of what I think are pretty good matches lately, and I guess this Wyatt stuff is continuing. After Balor gets the win, we hear the he's got the whole world in his hands, and that kid who sings it has some pipes. Yep. Uh, I actually uh, hope hope that Finn Balor feuds with the kid who sings, yeah, because he might have a chance at beating Finn Balor because we know Ray Wyatt doesn't. Um, Closer to his size too. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. I don't know why that. Why are the feuds that we really want to see over after a month, and the feuds that we don't want? Why do they last like six months? Every Bray Wyatt feud that happens ends up being a feud that I don't want to watch. And it's time to switch it up. When did the, when did the Wyatt family debut? Like four years ago? Yeah. The, the shame of it is, Alex, is that the Wyatt family never reached their full potential because nope. of injuries. At any nope. given time, Harper, Rowan... Wyatt were hurt. And that's a yep. shame. That's a real shame. Okay. Because the deliverance, backwood, creepy, mm-hmm. horror movie type of character is the modern day supernatural. But instead of being the backwoods, creepy, horror character, they turned him into what we always say, the seventh grade like co-captain of the audiovisual club. Right. Like, that's what he became. I don't know. Balor needs to get an EPO, though, because this is not healthy. No, it's not, not healthy. Sasha Banks and Bailey defeated Nia Jax and Emma. Nia, I thought, kind of looked dopey teasing Bailey about her injury. Like they really pushed that too. You can tell that was a directive from an agent. Hey, make sure you you yeah. make fun of her for her injury. Bully her about the injury, mm-hmm. so people know that you're a heel. Nia landed a really good standing leg drop to Bailey's arm. I thought that spot looked really cool. Uh. The women's matches have been featuring a lot of telegraphing strikes, but outside of that, I thought the, the work was good. Um, this was right up there with almost anything except for Braun versus Dean tonight. I thought it was as good as Balor, Goldust, as good as uh, Rollins, Sheamus, because it was so short. But Sasha Banks and Bailey get the win over Nia Jax and Emma after Nia catches Bailey in midair. Sasha makes a save. They post Nia back in the ring. They pin Emma. Thought it was. I thought the fin- this finishing sequence of the match played out really well. Particularly like Emma's, Emma's smooth enough to like they they say okay we need you to go here 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 and here, and Emma always gets it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had Sasha Banks and Bailey to play off of there. But we had that tease of dissension earlier between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Where's it uh, going? Ba- backstage. Oh, really? I I I I liked it. I liked the thing backstage. It felt very natural. 
Um, not natural for them because they're not they're not great actors, but the but the reason behind it felt right. Like starting out with, did you get my text? Yeah, you know, I just I've been really busy. That's not great, but I do like that they recognize that each of them cost the other the title at some yes. point during the match. That's important because I noticed it during the match, and to have them follow up follow it up on the next night is good. That shows continuity and shows you're paying attention, which is all we ask for. But now where does it go? Um, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere like they do a lot with this. Somebody just did this thing, like tweeted out something, or no, it's on our forums. Why aren't the women on Raw more? Well, they can't figure out how to write two programs. There's only one title for them to fight over, and that's it. Luckily, sometimes, well, not luckily, but I mean, sometimes they decide, hey, we're going to have four of you or five of you fight over the title so you can all get on. But they cannot figure out how to do two different storylines. Bailey versus Sasha doesn't need a title involved. They have so much history. They can, it can be a grudge match between the two of them. Then later you can, you can involve the title. But that can be literally um, among the women. If you have Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James for the title and Sasha versus Bailey as another program, Sasha versus Bailey, even though it was not for the title, that's your, that's your main, main event of the women. And I think that, that and it, the title elevates the Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James program. You can easily do this. They decide they don't want to. I mean, over on SmackDown, I understand it's harder, but um, because there's not, there's not as much time. But tonight, I just felt like they, they're, they're waiting too long. Eventually, nobody's going to care about a Sasha versus Bailey thing. They need a second program for the women, especially with the absence of all these people. No, no Cena, no Lesnar. Joe's out for a little while. You got to have a second program for the women. So why not? Up next is the Enzo celebration, but now it's officially here on the East Coast. Alex Pawlowski's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday to Alex. Now, the, the true shame of this is that I couldn't have, like, Anna here and Jeff here standing on the ramp behind me, Jimmy Van over there, too. That'd be good. And then I come in and I kick you in the head. <laughs> That's how celebrations end, and I just sent you a link, Alex, that you are going to enjoy. Yes, you did. I, I did. I, I saw a little bit of that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Yes. <laughs> I have to watch the whole thing with sound. Yes. So Enzo comes out, he runs his mouth a lot. And before this, he got a wow. promise from Kurt Angle that any cruiserweights that touched him would forfeit their title shot. All the cruiserweights come out and Enzo like makes fun of Metal League for being fat. Yeah. That happened. Then Neville comes out and cuts a badass promo. Like Absolutely. these two guys bring out the absolute best in each other on the mic. Yeah, I watched I, I watched 205 Live last week and had a focus on it like I hadn't in a long time. And from what the reaction that I got, so did a lot of people. And from what I was told by those within WWE, 205 Live has been watched more lately than it has been in months, mm -hmm. dating back to uh, 2016. Yes. That's Enzo. That's Enzo. He's over. It's working. Right. Right. I will say, 
what happened at night proved me wrong about the Enzo experiment. But the reason why tonight worked was because there's no more gray area with Enzo. Enzo's a heel. And, and, and when you say he's over, he's over, he's over. The catchphrase is always going to be over. Everyone loves saying things along. Hell, Jack Swagger had people saying we the people until his last day in the WWE. But he wasn't over. The catchphrase was over. He was just a guy. Enzo is a character that everyone feels strongly about. Now, we like saying the catchphrase, we don't like the dude. And that was proven in this. He, he, he said some, he called Jack Gallagher, T, Jack Gallagher teacup, uh, said that uh, Cedric Alexander, Alexander had no charisma, uh, said Rich Swan danced his way to the title and danced his way back, back to being a nobody. Like he was laying into a lot of people and he probably had something for each and every person up there on the stage yeah, until like Neville that, came out. Um, Neville's promo somehow tonight was even better than his one last week on 205 Live. He's low-key, like, third in my MVP val- balloting of the, over the past year uh, yeah. among WWE. He's been excellent this whole time, but Enzo's brought it out of him because you never get to see Neville really, really go on the mic. And he's, he's like, just the way he holds it, like he rests it on his chin, like his lower lip, as he was just, it was, it's a very interesting all of his stuff, the eye makeup that he comes out with where he hasn't slept since he lost, all the stuff he's doing. God, it's so great. And the fact that you can actually have Neville, who's despicable and just this awful, you know, you know, just, just he just hates everything. And he comes out and he speaks up for all the guys behind him when he goes in on Enzo. Like he, I don't know if he had a face turn but but everyone was certainly rooting for him to, to give Enzo a piece. And what I love about this is there's a lot of things you can do now. If you actually want to go through with this and say that anybody who lays a hand on Enzo loses their future title shot at Enzo's title, what, as long as Enzo's holding it, they can never get a title shot. Yeah. Well, that gets Neville out of the picture because we, we always talk about how, oh, the, the, he gets the, the rematch is, you know, it's, I thought it was a very clever way to get him out of that rematch. And even then, you could eat. I'm not saying they're going to do this, but you could. Because he's proven his worth. You could even, for a little bit, get him back into the regular roster. Because, like, he's, he's out of 205 Live now. He's moved on. He can go back and do stuff. You got guys who are smaller than him. Kalisto, still wrestling on the main roster and the real, on the real show. There's no reason Neville couldn't. So, but, but I love the idea of now Neville coaching other guys on how to beat Enzo so that when they get the title off Enzo, then Neville gets another shot at his precious. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do with this. It was excellent. Um, but, I mean, Enzo being this guy absolutely has, has worked uh, for 205 Live. Uh, now, I think it's time to see how these other guys can step up when, when Neville is not a part of this title picture. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that happens. I thought it said a lot about their confidence in Enzo and Neville that they put this in the main event slot, even if there, even if there, weren't a, a, a lot of, there wasn't a lot of star power on this show. 
Right. That being said, for for the amount of star power they had on this show, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but this was not not a great show in my opinion. They they'll be they, they're going to be much better off at the end of October when they have Oscar and Samoa Joe there just to help with the depth. Yeah. Just to help with right. the depth if anything. There's a lot there's a lot of stuff that they're doing though that you don't that we don't realize of of how how this, the 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 brand specific pay-per-views are going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Like TLC is October 22nd for Raw. They're not going to have another Raw branded pay-per-view until February. Because the only one in December is SmackDown. And the only one in, in, in January is Royal Rumble. The only one in November is Survivor Series. So Raw has a long time to like work out their own stuff. We saw what SmackDown did with that gap, with a six-week yeah. gap. They put yeah. on a like a stacked show with three title matches. Right. So I, I would hope that Raw would do things like that too instead of rolling over during football season. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that they try to do that. Guys, over on Fightful.com, we have stories on Daniel Bryan tweeting his response to Cody Rhodes' yes lock from the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor show. Um, more on the Bullet Club invasion. Uh, the details on Jeff Hardy tearing his rotator cuff. We have the newest episode of Being the Elite. Bobby Heenan's salary information that, that has been released. Alex tweeting, or Alex uh, writing a story about Enzo not having any friends, as was, which can, really can be updated now, yeah. Alex. Yeah, yeah, I can just update right, the whole thing. <laughs> John Cena saying that those frustrated with Vince McMahon uh, getting war- fired is the worst case scenario. Mike and Maria Canellis are having a child. Yeah. That as well. We have uh, Joe Holbert's No Mercy Report card, my uh, analysis match ratings for that as well. Um, also, we have the South Carolina State football team debuting a new double team move. Did you see that? I did. I did. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. Back body drop into a, a running power slam. That's tough. That's tough to nail. Uh, they did that on the first try. And, like, it wasn't like some show-off move. They needed to do that. Yes, they did. They needed to do that because any extra inch, like, that that two-point conversion was close. Also, of course, guys, we have all of the exclusives up on on, uh, Flow Slam, Suing, Evolve, or WWN. Then the email from Booker Gabe Zapolsky that was leaked by Fightful.com about – or that he sent to Evolve Talent – in regards to guidelines that they wanted. And personally, you know, I talked to Gabe today and he was not happy. No. Not happy at all. And as like said, it was his lowest point. Didn't know why we ran the article. It's that's journalism. That's unfortunately that's journalism. And Gabe has been incredibly kind to us in the past, but you know, I got to do my job. David Bixon's fan has to do his job. Like that's what we bring David on for is for stuff like that. And here's the thing. I didn't think anything in the guidelines was bad that he sent. No. I read those, and I thought, yeah, all well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I know that he sent emails like that out before because Matt Riddle is straight up said on a podcast right. when uh, Joey Styles got fired. He was like, well, we got an email like we usually do. And Gabe said, don't go political because it was around the time of the election. So that's not anything new or anything. I didn't think that. Anything that Gabe said was bad until the reports came out from Voices of Wrestling where he allegedly threatened to fire an evolved talent at random because nobody would tell him who leaked it. 
<laughs> what? Man, that's that's well, all that's up on fightful.com. And you tell me you said it's piling on at this point, and I'm in a bad place now. And I know he's worried about the connection between Evolve and NXT because it's something he worked hard to establish. But I mean, I mean, you know, we got to do our jobs. That's what we're here for. Like, I'm not hiding outside of people's houses, going through their trash and stuff. Like, I'm not paparazzi here. I work from my home office, by and large. Alex does right. the same. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, and in pro wrestling, it's hard to not do that because of how often they travel and stuff. Like, if I'm covering the Cincinnati Reds, eighty at least 81 games a year, I'm stationed out of Cincinnati a little bit yeah. easier to get stories and stuff like that uh if you're covering the ufc in this manner being in las vegas would make it a little bit easier that's where like all the fighters are that's where like not all the fighters but a lot of fighters are it's where dana white is the ufc is so head over to fightful.com you all can check out more of that and of course visit uh the fightful.com forums we do post shows after raw smackdown uh, major, well, every WWE pay-per-view and major other pay-per-views, uh, UFC shows as well. A Bellator show this weekend, if you all want to check out that one, we did a post-Bellator, post-UFC Japan show. Tuesdays, we have the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, one of our flagship shows. Please check that out. Lots of good stuff there. Also, we always want you to interact on these chats, these YouTube chats. That really helps us out. Leave us a thumbs up. Listen, your boy on Wednesday, fun as always. If you've ever wondered what it's like to be inside the mind of a guy who said, you know what, I want to start a wrestling website, and the guy that he found and said, okay, that's the guy I want to run it, that's the show for you. A good time over there. We have guests all the time. Alex, how will you celebrate your birthday? Well, I'm going to try and see if I can find uh, an album of Rusev singing the country hits of the 1990s. Please. Because uh, I did a story this morning about how he's videotaping himself in the car singing, Rusev got friends in low places, and it's the greatest thing on the internet. So find that at Fightful. But uh, I'm going to hopefully celebrate by getting to bed before 3 a.m. And, You're telling and, me. Uh, getting get more than four hours of sleep. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yes. That would be phenomenal. I don't even have a kid, and I think that sounds like it's phenomenal. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much for the support. I, I really appreciate it from uh, sharing our stuff to commenting, liking, subscribing, anything that you all do to support Fightful.com. I truly appreciate it. And I want you all to interact with me. Uh, if Hey, if you all have new podcast ideas, head over to those forums and let us know. I'm open to doing some different kind of content on these as, as well. But, uh, guys, thank you so much. Until next time, we are out, and happy birthday to Alex. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.